You know, normally we do an intro on this show, but I'm so jazzed from the movie that we just saw that I'm not even going to fucking bother with one. But I will welcome you to Beyond the Red Waste Presents, after the movie, a Confanger Shark production featuring Erica and Bob. Hi. <laughs> we were thinking of cutting the title down a little bit. <laughs> Beyond the Red Waste and after the movie may... Uh, have a mutual separation at some point in the near future, so I don't have to keep saying that very long, cumbersome name. Well, what it comes down to is we need to come up with a name that works. And After the movie works. After the movie works. Yes, you're right. I hate you. You're the worst. Why did that always sound? Yeah, I'm going to go murder vengeance on you like John Wick. Mm, at least it'll be quick. going to go find Ian McShane, the sommelier. Go to Rome, maybe. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. So we just saw uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Chapter 2. And, you know, you think you're in this horrible, horrible world that we inhabit. That's just dog shit wall to wall. With with a few bright spots here and there. And I, I have to think the John Wick franchise is one of those bright spots. It was... Uh... You know, we, we, I try my hardest anymore to avoid um, spoilers or reviews in advance of movies. Uh, not just because we're doing this podcast, but also because I just don't want to be rude. Like, I, we talked about this with Lego Batman, how, like, there's just so much that spoils it. Uh, but. What was the trailer we just watched before? John Wick that was like, this is the whole movie. Oh, it was Ghost in the Shell. I thought it was Life. Was it also Life? Ghost in the Shell looks like dog... Well, no. Ghost in the Shell, it was like, had the guy that like kidnaps her or something. Right. And is like, oh, hey, hey. It's like, don't tell me that in the trailer. Right. So, you know, trying to avoid that stuff, but even attempting to do that, uh, I could not miss... The critical acclaim that has come out for this movie already. Just on Twitter, from what I've seen, it's been... Because I know I try not to... If it's a movie I know we're going to go see and we're going to talk about, I try not to, you know, listen to reviews or... I'll, I'll wait until after we've seen it. Because, one, I don't want to... You assimilate stuff and you don't want to spout out right. other people's opinions. Though I am going to bring up a uh, Movies with Mikey episode when we get into our conversation. Because I, I, after watching that and watching this movie, you really see kind of what he was talking about in that right. that video he did. Um, yeah, this movie's glorious. It was just tons of fun. And I think it was exactly what this movie needed to be. Um, see, the thing about this, though, I don't think it needed to be anything. No, it didn't. Other than just wanton destruction and violence. <laughs> but it gives you that in spades. Oh, God, yeah. But I think this is some of the best world building that we've seen yeah, since, I was like, think- Mass Effect. I was thinking that, uh, especially towards the end of the movie, um, and, you know, they really set up... Because in the first movie, you know, for all you know, it's just this criminal empire restricted to New York. Right. In this movie, they introduce you to a wider world. There's continentals and other cities. I love that. I love that uh, so much. <laughs> for the Pope. <laughs> that was outstanding. Oh, and spoilers, obviously. Folks. Oh, yeah. We're, we're spoiling the shit Spoils. out of this. We might talk a little bit about the first movie 
because uh, we never did a cast about that. Right. Um, I actually haven't watched it. You watched it the other day, and I was, uh, I forget what I was doing upstairs, but um, I was kind of listening as you were watching <laughs> and laughing at all the glorious parts, but, um, and cursing Theon Greyjoy. But, um, yeah, John Wick was this little movie uh, in 2014 that we started seeing trailers for, and we were both just like, shut the fuck up. We when is this coming this. out? I want to watch this immediately. And I feel like it wasn't in theaters for that long. It didn't do that great at the box offices. I remember uh, John Wick really was bolstered by um, the Blu-ray sales, digital and downloads, digital downloads, and because we were gonna rent it, and then we were just we should have done with the fucking crank movies. We were like, no, we're just, just buy this. We'll just buy this. Yeah, yeah we're. There's no way we're not going to love this movie. Didn't we see it in theater, though? No, we no? bought it. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I remember we were uh, at our place, the old apartment, mm-hmm. and sitting on the couch and being like, that is Kevin fucking Nash. Kevin fucking Nash is in this movie doing a horrible Russian accent. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that, but now it's kind of all I want out of life. <laughs> Never have I ever known Needed something so bad and not known it until I received it. <laughs> What's your power level? Dragon Ball Z abridged references. Oh, I was at a party the other day. That party I went to um, a couple Saturdays ago. And uh, Adam's friend, Mike, who some of you from uh, the Kittenbanger Shirt family may know from Conspiracy Bros, totally started busting out like Dragon Ball Z abridged quotes. And I was like, hello, new best friend. Hi. He was quoting the little like pod links, and I was like, <gasps> watched the Broly special, have you? <laughs> Let's talk about it for hours. Deviations. Always <laughs> deviations. That's kind of our jam. But that first movie is what action should be. Yes. It, you know, in the first movie, it sets up the motivation so perfectly. Well, and it's so smart because yeah. everybody likes a fucking dog, man. Oh, yeah. And it's bigger than the dog. Um, we're gonna spoil some of uh, John Wick the first as well, because it's about giving him the opportunity to grieve for his wife. Right. And we see in this movie what he had to kind of go through to get to that point where he could be with his wife. Right. And then having her die of some random illness, which it kind—I of, mean—it's a little cheap, but at the same time, it's so perfect that it's not. Because kind of the whole point of this, the movies, is you can't get out of this life. It right. sticks with you. There's really nothing you can do to... And I, I really like the shot at the end of the movie where he's walking up from Bethesda Fountain. And it's like he's coming up from that underworld because he's walking up the steps. But then as it starts to get dark out and he starts looking at like everybody along like the, the walkway, he starts running because he knows he's, just, he's so fucked. Which is glorious. But the fact that his wife wasn't taken from him by some, like, rogue assassin or some fucking bullshit, it was just happenstance. Life. Right. She got sick, she died, and everything that he he did that we see in this movie, that he, well, we can assume that he had to do to get the mark from, uh, I forget the Italian guy's name, the Italian mobster, to get that uh, generic Italian mob guy, which is fine. He's great. Loved his hair. Um, everything he had to do to get that mark, which is what helped him get out of this life, 
And then he had those, what, couple good years with his wife. She gets sick, dies, arranges for him to have the cutest puppy in the universe named motherfucking Daisy. Then only to have that, like, ripped from him as well because of fucking Theon Greyjoy. Because of the life. That's what... It's not her that gets taken away. It's the opportunity to grieve her. And that's what really rips him back in. Right. Did you notice that he didn't name the dog in this movie? I did notice that. Because if you name it, then it becomes like a tangible thing. I did like how they fucked with you. <laughs> and you're like... Because I turned to you in that movie, so I'm like, this is nothing, nothing better fucking happen to this dog. I cannot fucking handle that again. That is devastating in that first movie. Because that, aside from, like, Bob the dog, is the cutest dog in the universe. So... And her name is fucking Daisy. So... Fuck you, John Wick the first. My friend Sam uh, did not see John Wick. And had not. Which I don't understand. Until a couple of days ago when I bought it for him because he needed to see it. So he watched it with his wife and uh, evidently she was quite devastated by the puppy scene. I haven't met somebody who hasn't been devastated by um, the puppy scene. So he asked me to let him... Because you know what it is? You know what it is? Because like shit happens to the puppy and then when they kind of like... The morning comes and you see like exactly what happened. The puppy crawled over... Next to Keanu fucking Reeves, so she could die next to him. Because there's that trail of blood, and you're just like, The fuck? What the hell are you doing to me, John Wick? So he asked me to, uh, as he does with every movie, he says, You know, just let me know, you know, good or bad, what do you think? But he said for this movie, I need to know in advance if any dogs die. So what I texted him back was, I promise you, no puppies died in this movie. So what I'm hoping is when he gets in and he sees this older dog, he's going to be, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> but right after the inciting incident happens, the dog runs up and it's like, okay. Okay. Dog okay. made it. Dog is okay. Dog okay. is okay. We're good. We can unclench and we can move on with our day. So I would like to throw out a, a comparison for you. Um, Try it on. I don't know if you've played these games or how much you know about them. I'm going to throw out God of War. Not played. Okay. You know anything about them? Very little. All right. So the whole conceit behind God of War is uh, Kratos, the main character, uh, kind of sells his soul to Ares, the God of War, so that he can become, you know, this mighty fucking Spartan dude. Uh, Ares tricks him into killing his wife and his daughter. So he becomes uh, the ghost of Sparta, and he's like, has their ashes on his skin, and he, the entire series is, uh, the first game is him getting vengeance against Ares. And then in the second game, it, it's kind of, it escalates, as it always does, and he starts targeting the gods. And in the third movie, the third game, excuse me, it's, it's the uh, developers described it as, um, this is why there are no more myths. Because of Kratos. So, that's kind of the path I see this going on. I agree. Because there's that that kind of realm that the, the normies aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. And John Wick is just going to go through and blow it all the fuck up. So, when... Uh, it's his name, Ian McShane's character is Winston. Winston, yes. So... <laughs> 
when he gives that uh, that speech to the Italian guy, well, he kind of sees it all coming, right? Yeah, he he knows what's gonna happen. Except for, well, go ahead. Go ahead. He's, he's he's given that speech to the Italian guy uh, about how you know I control all of this, and all I could think was, I'm the closest thing to a god there is in the show. At least until you beat the Kai's. <laughs> right, and then it's like, oh, you don't need anything anymore, Ian McShane. I'm sorry. But, um, no, it's very interesting to see, like, you know, because they introduced in this one the concept of the high table. And we know there are 12 seats at the high table. And I think we can assume that the Russian mob probably has. The Russians have a seat... You the know. Jewish mafia has a seat. Oh, did I love that? I just, I just, I love when it's like the everybody, everybody's got a mafia. That just <laughs> makes me really, really stupidly happy for weird reasons. Well, and it's very, it's very interesting. You saw it a little bit in the first movie. You see it more in this one, where it's like the powers at be in the normal world are aware that this other world exists, but there seems to be this implied agreement that. As long as you don't fuck with the normal world, you... you're pretty much okay. Yeah. So, don't kill civilians. No one involved. Do whatever you want. Well, for as it's controlled chaos, right? Right. It's it's the guild of calamitous intent. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you can do. <laughs> it's freedom within a framework. You can go out, do whatever the fuck you want. But we have these very strict rules you have to adhere to. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, we're just going to get rid of you. Because we live in a society with rules. Well, and it's the Italian guy who broke it all. Well, I mean, the Italian guy, as we find out, was well within his right. He was well within his right, but he still made a stupid decision. He did make a stupid decision. But... He was still well within his right. Now, yes. should he have gone and cashed in the mark with John Wick? Probably not. But that's that's another, like... Because it kind of escalates that tension, right? Because we see in the first movie... I forget the uh, woman assassin's name, but... She um, kills somebody or sheds blood in the Continental. So at right. the end of the movie, we see she gets brought to Bethesda Fountain. And she's killed. Instantly. Because um, she broke the rules. And John Wick, we see, has always been very... He, he's guided by the rules. He follows them, lives by them. He's pretty cool with them. And it, it, when we see him break them at the end of this movie, and you, you can tell Ian McShane is like, oh, oh fuck. Because when he comes down... Uh, and it's great, because you're in like this kind of like red-colored room, and he comes down the stairs, and there's a lot of descending into hell, uh imagery in the John Wick movies. Um, you all right there? You okay there? Everywhere! <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we did not have uh, John Milton in this movie, unfortunately. With his, uh, <laughs> with his gloriousness. I haven't watched that movie in ages. Oh, it's delightful. But, um... Movies with Mikey, which is a podcast or a video series done by Chainsaw Suit Original. What he kind of talks about in his uh, video essay on it is that it is just kind of one big descent into hell. Right. 
And what you can really see in this movie, which I really, really kind of like, is whenever they're in that normal world, it's colored white, which I really, really kind of enjoyed. Because it really gives you that. And it's really bright and it's really stark. And then when you go like into the underworld, it's like a lot of kind of vibrant colors and very, very kind of dark and moody and very shadowy. And it kind of, it plays with that interestingly. Like he'll be in the, in the subway right and then he was like coming up and he walks through that hall where the violinist is and she's an assassin after shit goes down with the italian folks and it's dark and really like also literally everybody is an assassin which made me think of uh smoke and aces and i think i'm one of the only people on the planet of earth that kind of enjoys that movie I love uh just like oh everybody's an assassin i love that shit that makes me like <laughs> it's just great and um yeah, it just, it, it hits me in my happy place. But, uh, and, and I like worlds that have these deep entrenched sets of rules and... The infrastructure, like you got to see the switchboard room uh, a couple times in the movie, which was very cool. You can see the inner workings of this organization. The idea that there is this entire, like, it, it's that, what do they call it, the high table. And it's the high table and it's everybody underneath it and then there's the normies. And it's just, yeah, we get to see a lot more of that world in this movie. Can we talk about the sommelier? Sure, we can talk about uh, Mr. Peter Serafinowicz shows up <laughs> in a, he's only in there for what, like two minutes, but it's delightful. So, and this is, uh, and it's a really nice, like it's, it's simple, simply a simple concept, but it's executed so well. Uh, you know, John Wick, he comes into the hotel room. He says, is a sommelier in? I've never known him to not be in. Um, he goes in and, uh, you know, you're immediately greeted with tons of wine. And then... Right, you walk into the room and then it's, say, you start talking to Sarah Finowitz and it pans over and it's like, oh, it's... All of the guns. All of the guns. <laughs> and they start speaking in a way that you would think they're referring to wines but they're actually talking about pistols and shotguns and and it's 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 glorious oh dessert <laughs> um he was good the tailor was also uh quite enjoyable yes um the cartographer well because right. he didn't really say anything no. he was just kind of there but there. I, I really enjoyed that it was like it, it's you have the continental which is this very nice hotel that caters to, you know, the assassins in the underworld. And it also has all of these, like, ups and extras. It has all these services to, like, assist you with your assassinations <laughs> and shit. It's, it's great. It's awesome. Um, and, yeah, it's... It, like we said at the beginning, this, you, it really built the world. You know, you set the stage for this movie and whatever may come should it do well enough well um, we it's wednesday and our theater was pretty full yeah i thought usually we usually go to the movies during the week and this is the fullest i think we've seen in a while yeah and i do know these uh you know the first one and the, uh this one they aren't huge budget movies this one definitely had a bigger budget than the first one it though. did but tell. it's still not huge what i appreciated though was like go back and watch the first matrix movie it's got a grit and like a realness to it because they budget wasn't huge on the first Matrix movie. Mm -hmm. You go and you watch those last two, 
everything is like polished to a fine sheen and that grit and that dirt is gone and right. it drives me crazy because that's part of the appeal of that first matrix movie in fact just don't watch the last two just watch the dragon ball z fight at the end of the third one that's really <laughs> all you need and the um the highway battle in the second one yeah because the second one is just a steaming pile and you don't need to watch it at all no but um well and that's what now when did the first matrix come out 99 long time ago. it's like 18 years ago and fucking keanu reeves is still kicking ass he's like he is a delight you know he's he's one of those actors who just he's got that right role for him he put him in that role and there's no one better no there really isn't you know he's mm-hmm. just and you, you can tell you can always tell when an actor is really enjoying themselves and is really getting into it you know, and you saw this with John Wick and this one too, where clearly he's really, really into it. And you see, if you go back and watch the the behind the scenes stuff for John Wick One, um, like the training that and that video, you can find it on YouTube of Keanu doing the uh, the live fire training exercise. It's just like, oh my god, I'm gonna fuck with Keanu Reeves. He'll, he'll kill you, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> But, I mean, he's he's been in a fair amount of action movies, and I think he, he uh, likes doing that stuff. It was actually a little sad, because um, Lawrence Fishburne shows up in this movie, too, and is just delightful, as always. Um, he didn't get to, like, throw down at all, so I'm hoping if he comes back in the third one, we get to see Morpheus throw down. Because um, he was recently in uh, the Hannibal um, mm-hmm. TV show, and during that uh, the second season of that, he actually told the producers, he's like, you know... I, I know how to, like, fight. So if you want to, like, Do throw some of that, that in there. And uh, that's kind of it's the opening scene of the season is uh, uh, him and Mads Mikkelsen, who played Hannibal in that show, just destroying each other in a kitchen. And that the entire season kind of leads up to that in the final episode. And it's glorious. Go watch Hannibal. That show was fucking awesome. I wasn't crazy about the intro. Did you find it a little... I understood why they did it. Because mm-hmm. it was to get you kind of... Because the, the first one ends, he's just walking off the dock the dock with the dog, right? Right. So you had to kind of grab you and pull you back in. Right. So I understood why they did it. They didn't want to completely... Because it'd be like, okay, well, if he like just tore through the fucking Russian mafia... Where are they then? Do they just not care? Like, there's right. no way they wouldn't care. So I understand why you had to show that. We've made peace. It'll be interesting to see if that ends up playing into the third one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, it was like... One, throw a whole bunch of exposition at you to remind you what happened in the first movie. I didn't feel that there was a lot of exposition. There was a fair amount, I thought. Where he's... You know, giving the story to John Wick and he's the boogeyman. He killed a guy with a fucking pencil. I love that that paid off later. Yes. Well, it was three guys with a pencil yeah. in a bar. I love that they paid that <laughs> off. That made me so happy. Well, and it's just nice to like see a movie that likes... Because one of the most recent things we saw, um, barring Lego Batman, was Suicide Squad. Which was just a fancy... Like, not even a fantastic mess, just a fucking mess. And watching this and seeing, like, no, okay, yes, this is how a movie should be made. Right. It's logical. They set stuff up in that first act that ends up paying off later. Awesome. 
Love it. Well, and I like I like a movie that pays off the big things, but subverts you in other ways. For instance, when he goes to kill the sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're in that bathroom, that crazy fucking bathroom. Oh, I love that. That, that was that, amazing. I want that in our next house. I want a tub that is, like, the size of the room we're sitting yeah. in. <laughs> I got, well, she, like, lived in ruins. I right. loved that. Like, how fucking stupidly rich are you? Uh, yeah. That whole scene, and, like, in the back of your mind, you know, like, you're thinking, oh, Hollywood's so predictable, and, like, they're gonna do something stupid, and, where he won't kill her, or something like that. Oh, so, you know, I was pretty sure he was gonna kill her. I figured he would. I didn't know. I figured... I you figured there might be some shenanigans. You weren't expecting the wrist slit. No. Oh, I love that. That was great. Like a it classic was, yeah. Italian, like, nah, fuck you. I'm going and, out my way. Well, and it's really playing back into, like, uh, mythology and, you know, like, that that sort of thing where it's like, you know, I'm gonna go in the bathtub like uh, the great philosophers who killed themselves over the years. Or there was a Roman uh, general or something that, I forget the name off the top of my head, it could be, like, talking on my ass here, but rather than being defeated slit their wrists in the bathtub and was just like, fuck you, dude. Right. Of course, John still shoots her in the head. Just to be sure. Well, because you gotta say, you know, you don't want them coming in and thinking, oh, he didn't do it. Um, right. Um, I love the exchange with Common then, too. Yes. Well, the everything with Common I thought was good. Yeah, well, it's nice to see him used properly in a movie. Because <laughs> he was in Suicide Squad for f- five seconds with, like, all of the tattoos and piercings. But it was like, that's common. I know that's common. You can hide, but I know it's you. He was also in Smoke and Aces. Well, I really, I really liked the conversation they had at the bar. And it was just kind of, it was a nice kind of look at that world where it's like, oh, I understand you had no choice. Right. I'm, I'm still, still going to murder the fuck out right. of you. Right. <laughs> well, and I loved that. Well, and that also shows you that adherence to the rules by John, right? Because there you have this, like... I also loved that firefight they had along the row of cars. That... The row of cars... The one that <clears throat> was fucking hilarious, though, was the exchange in the Oculus, which is that new crazy terminal uh, at, in New York City where the path trains are. Mm-hmm. And they're like... Oh, that was great. With the silenced pistols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like someone would have noticed that. That's a weird noise. But yeah, no, it it just, you know, really defined that world even more. And it really set up why there was no real harm in Keanu breaking the rules at the end. Because he was fucked no matter what. No one was ever going to stop coming after him. Well, and I think he kind of figured that, right? right? And that played into his decision. But I think he... Because at the end of the movie, uh, they're in this um, exhibit called Reflections of the Soul, which is a little on the nose, but I'll allow it. And uh, it's all mirrors, and the Italian guy is telling him, you know, no, you, you tell yourself you want it out. You said it was all for revenge, but you, you like this. You love this. This is you. And I think that that really kind of informs his decision to blow the Italian guy away in the lounge at the Continental at the end. Right. Because it's, it's not the rational 
new John that's thinking. It's the old John that's just like, fuck this guy. And I, I think it, it does come from a place of whether this guy lives or dies, I'm fucked either way. It, it's true. <clears throat> from the second he took that job, he was fucked. Well, and if he didn't take it, he was fucked. He was fucked too. Right. So, you know, it's a, it's a classic case, though, of, you know, the Italian guy just made a stupid ass decision because well, he it's, got... the, it's the hubris of the the god who thinks he's above it all right right that ends up bringing everything down right because that was great that shot where he's in the because uh, he just i guess he lives in the museum i'm not really just hanging out there like all, all the time. time he's uh standing in front of a bunch of uh statues of i don't know if they were of the greek gods or the roman gods but gods where um he calls john and he's like you know, he, he killed my sister. I have to avenge her. And John just hangs the phone up like, nah, you're, you're so fucking dead. You're so dead. And it, it, it's, he kind of realizes in that moment, shouldn't have probably done that. I'm kind of fucked. But I have all of this might around me, but you're dealing with the, the boogeyman. What, what is, uh, he calls him something else that the Italians have a name for him too. I don't remember what it was. Was it like the ghost or something? Something like that. But I also enjoy that each of the... he He's like a myth to each of the the families. Mm-hmm. Everybody that has like a place at the table has a different name for him. So the Russians have Baba Yaga, the Italians call him the ghost. Everybody has... He, he's, he's a myth to each of them. And mm-hmm. a very real danger. Well, you know, it, it, it kind of... You know, you compared it to God of War. I would compare it a little bit to Jason Bourne. In the Bourne movies. See, I think I've only ever seen the first one. Yeah. So, I mean, the the thing with those movies is, you know, the first one, it kind of gives you this introduction and kind of like his very basic view of who Jason Bourne is. Mm -hmm. And then it's, again, the the escalation thing. You know, oh, it's the next thing. And what I hope... John Wick ends up doing... It ends after the third one. Yes. Because, you know, Jason Bourne just went on forever. And it's like, how you can't escalate any further. Apparently. You know? <laughs> like, are you going straight to the president now? Like... Don't give him ideas. Everyone's listening, Bob. <laughs> um, no, and it seems to me like they do have... And I'm kind of at the point where I get really annoyed when a movie kind of sets up for a sequel. But with this, I think that it kind of earned it. Because the yeah. first one, it ends. Definitively ends. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, we could go somewhere from here. But his story is over. He got his revenge on, on the Russian mafia. And he's done. He's got a new dog. Super cute pit bull rescue. And we're gonna go. Fuck it. So, ended up doing really well. Okay, well, and, and clearly they, they had an idea for more movies. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have this world and it's not that they clearly had, you know, there's other stories we can tell here. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I hope they, they get to tell it in the third one. I do I do have hope it, for it in that, you know, being, you know, obviously it did well enough to get a sequel in the first place. But it's not doing, you know, summer blockbuster money. But it's being released in February. True. But because of that, because of the R rating, you know... I am hopeful that they're not going to look, you know, the executives will look at it and say, 
oh, let's try and milk this for as much as we can get. Let's say, okay, we're going to get a it's third movie. It's one of those under-the-radar things right. that it's just third movie, okay, we're good. We'll, we'll be good. Because that's what it is. I mean, because the third movie just needs to be him crumbling this world to the ground. Right. And that and I would it. love it to end. I mean, he's obviously... Well, and I'm not going to say obviously because these guys, they don't really deal in the obvious, I'll right. say. I mean, it's, you can kind of tell the path from movie sometimes. But I would love for the third one to end with him giving the dog a name and riding off into the sunset, never to be seen again. But he's, he's going to fucking die. Like, there's no way. But, um... Maybe he rises to the ground. The dog. <laughs> um. But it, you did see Ian McShane gave him a marker. Yes, which I thought was interesting. Right. That's very interesting. Because why? Why did he give him the marker? Is there more? Well, and you can't tell Ian McShane anything. <laughs> Because he will just spoil the fuck out of it. So he's got to be in the dark as much as anybody. Tell me, he's totally ruined the hound coming back. Don't just, say anything. Just don't, don't, don't. Just don't tell him anything. But... I love you to be I know, he's cool. He did no fucks given. Um, well, and he's great in this because, yeah, he gives uh, John Wick the mark. And then he's like, okay, you get an hour before... Like, I can give you an hour. So obviously there is some kind of admiration or relationship there. I don't know if it's that Ian McShay knows ultimately John Wick wants out, you know? Right. He was out and, you know, he was honoring a debt that he... he yeah, Ian McShay knows he was put in a no-win situation. Right, he understands, you know. So that's the question. Is this a professional courtesy? As comes up a couple times. Or does Or is there something more? Right. Actually care about him. Well, and then we see with Common, too. Because in that knife fight in the subway, which I loved everyone just sitting there being like, oh, yeah, it's New York City. Yeah, knife fight. fight. Okay, that's cool. Do that normally. Yeah, that's just a thing. Mm. He uh, stabs Common in the chest. And he's like, the blade is in your aorta. If you pull it out, you're going to bleed to death. Consider this a professional courtesy. And he leaves him and Common kind of smiles a little bit and the doors close. So there's no way Common's not coming back in that third movie. Oh, yeah. He's coming. And I think that... Because no one is ever really an ally in these movies. Everybody's kind of out for themselves. We see that uh, with Lawrence Fishburne, too. Mm -hmm. Where he, you know, sends... Does give him a little bit of assistance. He gives him seven bullets and a gun. And he, I love that when he's, he's leaving, he's like... Yeah, you owe me a favor, and John uh, Keanu goes, "You don't, you don't want me to owe you." <laughs> I think that's the whole point of what I'm doing right now. You, you don't, you don't, you want, don't, that. You don't want trust that. me. Yeah, you, you can see, you know, he only really had one good, real friend in the movies, and that was um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. I didn't even know that that was. Because he was kind of his mentor, so there may have been some... Right, because Willem Dafoe, he went against the contract to defend him. Right. So... Right, right. Oh, when we see what emotion gets you, you get your kneecap shot off by uh, the Russian Mafia, which, which is no fun. Not good. <laughs> Told you. Um, it's just perfect. 
It is. It's glorious. And you know what I what I like is it's not a wholly different movie from the first. No, still very very similar. It just it escalates. Right. The you body know. count is much higher. It gets insane in that like Hall of Mirrors ex- exhibition. Yeah. That was um, cool. Really well shot in there too, because I mean you can digitally remove the camera, obviously, but still like lighting and figuring all that out in a mirrored like room has got to be a fucking nightmare. And I loved the shot when he's leaving that. I mean it's it's CG. Yeah. But it's the doors opening, and you're not looking at John from the front. You're seeing his vantage point as he's walking, as he's walking out of uh, reflections of the soul. She's like to go murder, <laughs> to murder everything. Well, he reflected, decides he, you know, this is who he is, and there really isn't a way out. I mean, I think he still clings to that hope. Or else he that there is a way to be done with this, or he wouldn't have gone back to his house and found his wife's uh, bracelet or whatever that was. Right. So. So. Though he was genuinely surprised when Ian McShane gave him the hour. He was. He was like, "Oh, why am I not dead?" Like. Right. The fuck. I was surprised he didn't give. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Lance Reddick, his dog. I was surprised at that. Oh, he's delightful, too. Glad he was back. Well, the casting is just, you know, it's great. Because it's all your favorite character actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely go see this movie. If you enjoyed the first one, I there's no way you won't enjoy the second one. No. I'm actually, I'm going to go start hunting the internet. It probably won't take too long, but... I want to find the person who liked the first one but didn't like this one. I don't understand. I mean, they're obviously out there because they're right. always out there. But I don't get that at all. No, I, I, because I just want. What's wrong with you? Who hurt you? <laughs> what happened to you as a child? What make you make you you, you so hateful? Yeah, because I, I genuinely, if you like the first one, I do not understand how you could dislike this one. No. Because it is, it's the perfect escalation. You get that nice, uh, more shades to the world that they inhabit. And it doesn't feel like, like a lot of sequels, like, um, I haven't seen the Red movies, but we have the first one here, which I still haven't watched. But it, it seems like that's a fairly, I mean, you can probably speak to this better than I can, it's a fairly self-contained movie. Mm-hmm. But it did really well. And it got a sequel. Right, so let's bring everybody saw. back. And I'm sure they're all sleepwalking through that shit because it's just give me that paycheck. Mm-hmm. So, and if Bruce Willis... Bruce Willis is very like Randy Orton. If he's not motivated, he's garbage. But if you get him in a good movie, Bruce Willis is fucking great. I'm sad we... Uh, at least I didn't notice any wrestlers. I was looking for him. <laughs> Don't think I wasn't looking for him. They were, I did not see any that I recognized, so amazing you know that looks like <gasps> it's kevin nash trying to speak in a russian accent oh can we get cm punk in the next one I'd be all about cm punk in the next one because he can't he can't do mma no. 
We love you, Pac. We do. Punk homers for life. But no, definitely go see this movie. It's you. There's a, there are much worse ways to spend uh, two hours at the cinema. Yeah. Um, like that Power Rangers movie, for example. Oh my god. See, this is the th- in, little mini rant here for you at the end, folks. I don't understand why you would take a movie like that, or a, a property like that, and I get it's all just nostalgia, but you're taking it and you're, you're, you're keeping just the barest surface of what made that show that show and changing everything else. Don't give me Elizabeth Banks and tell me she's Rita Repulsa. No. Go fuck yourself. Don't give me some tall, melty gold guy and tell me he's Goldar. And I don't even want to see what they're going to do with Lord Zed. Is Zed in the movie? I would bet my left leg that there will be some stupid teaser at the end for Lord Zed. That is that is one of those properties though where the re- the reason I know this movie is going to be so bad is because I have not revisited that property since I was a child because I know that it will not have held up. I know people who would fight you to the death on that opinion. <laughs> I do. <laughs> know a couple people who would and. I think if you go in, like, realizing it's going to be just a cheese fest, then it's fine. You know, it's a Super Sentai show, whatever. It's good times. But this is just, like, I need this nostalgia wave to stop. I really do. Because it's, it's, it's all just cheap, and it's, it, yeah. I mean, we'll probably end up seeing it, because I want to, like, shit-talk it. And it... it Here's the other thing. There is the barest possibility that it could be good. It's it's not going to be. No. But I can't sit here and be somebody who got angry at people for bashing Ghostbusters before it came out. And I can't then bash movies before I see them. Sure you can. It's called hypocrisy. I don't want to like being a hypocrite. <laughs> so, I mean, from what I've seen, it looks like hyper garbage. But Did we get any good trailers ahead of this? Nothing that I was like, ooh, yeah, we gotta go see that. Because it was that Life movie, it was the next Alien movie, which... (sighs) It was the Power Rangers movie. That stupid fist fight movie. Charlie Day's getting a paycheck, but... And, uh, what's his face? Um, Ice Cube is getting a paycheck, too. And, uh, Tracy Jordan. Uh... Tracy Morgan is the guy's name. <laughs> I live every week like a shock week. Uh, he's uh, he's in there too, getting a paycheck. Good for him. And then the Ghost in the Shell uh, trailer, which when does that come out? End of March. Okay. That can't do well. It needs to not do well. Don't go see Ghost in the Shell. I mean, and I say that we're totally gonna end up seeing it, so we can do. Uh, Bob's never seen the original, which blows my fucking mind. But we're gonna do a little. Compare and contrast and see what he thinks. You know what else we should do? Hmm. We should do an Alien Predator universe discussion. I mean, we don't need an excuse to watch the movies again. 
I am always down for the watching of the Alien and Predator franchises. And then... Alien vs. Predator, <laughs> which I maintain is the greatest buddy comedy. I have not seen that one. Um, it's actually the only movie in the entire franchise I haven't seen. Um, I saw AVP two. Requiem. Yes, uh, and was like, "What is this horror shit?" Uh, <laughs> uh, the Confinger Commander went and saw the first one at a midnight show, and I got a call at about three o'clock in the morning. Being like, there's no way that was the real movie. Like, no. They, like, literally, <laughs> this is just an elaborate prank. And so if you go see it, you gotta let me know. And I ended up renting it when it came out. And I'm like, I kind of love this shit, but... Is it's... Lance Hendrickson in that one? I'm pretty sure he is, yes. Okay. Is he? Might be a different old guy. Different old white guy? Different old white guy. Okay. God, the ending of that is great because the main character is just abandoned in Ant- Antar- in Antarctica, and she's just like, eh, okay, and just starts walking. <laughs> it's amazing, but that's wildly off topic. Yeah, so we got quite a ways off, which we often do on this show. It so happens. It is what it is. But go see John Wick. Um, yeah, it's like I said, there are worse ways to spend two hours. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, where can the good people find you? I am on Twitter, uh, being angry all the time, at Lady Near the Lake. I've uh, started doing uh, some painting and shit again, so uh, if you want to see some of that, I uh, am on Instagram as Lady Near the Lake as well. And, um, yeah. And then uh, every now and again, we'll write out a Confanger Shark. We've got uh, WrestleMania season coming up, so I'll... Uh, Probably have some things to say about that. Especially since Goldberg v. Lesnar looks like it's going to be for a title belt. Which makes me want to rip all my hair out of my head. What? Goldberg will be facing Kevin Owens at Fastlane in three weeks. For the title. You can't hear my laughing. But I'm laughing. Professional wrestling is dumb, people. It is. It really, really is. Uh, uh, and you can find me. I'm on Twitter at the New Time Lord. You uh, never tweet though. I do occasionally. Not really. Sometimes I throw Hamilton. I was just gonna up. say the last thing you tweeted was <laughs> Hamilton lyrics. You're worse than I am. <laughs> but you'd, you'd probably rather follow you than me because all I do is be like, oh, "This sucks." Trump news. Yeah, no one wants that. I don't tweet that much. I Instagram more. You don't even Instagram that much. No, I don't. It's fine. No. No biggie. Don't communicate with me. <laughs> you can you can send email to Bob at I don't give a fuck that guy. <laughs> more or less. Um so that'll do it for our show today. Um, and what do we have uh, coming up uh, next? Um, is it Ghost in the Shell? Ghost in the Shell is until the end of March. I feel like... Well, The Great Wall comes out this Friday, which I could not be more excited for. Um, and then... Logan comes out March 3rd. Oh, Okay. So if we don't get to the Great Wall, which we are totally going to get to, because I really want to watch that movie, 
we will uh, definitely be back for Logan. And then that kind of kicks off a whole bunch of shit after that. Because that Kong Skull Island comes out, Beauty and the Beast, Power Rangers, uh, Ghost in the Shell then, whole, whole bunch of shit. Why do we have Thomas Jefferson's birthday on the, on, on the phone? I don't Whose know. Whose calendar is that from? <laughs> no is that a holiday in the United States? Like, no. <laughs> oh, no. We got the Fate of the Furious trailer. We didn't talk about that. Oh, God. Oh, my. Like, mm, I could do a whole hour on the trailer. We won't, because that's fucking stupid. But, oh, we will go see that movie, and we will talk about it for the entire day. Yeah. I, oh, the Fast movies. They're just so perfect. They are. They're just, you want to live in them. They're delightful. When when people say, like, oh, movies should just be fun, they're talking about the Fast and the Furious this movies. This is the closest I can get to, let me shut my brain off right. and enjoy this movie. Because I've said this multiple times. I can forgive a lot. A lot. I, I like Waterworld, people. If I if find the movie engaging, I, I can forgive a lot. I also enjoyed the movie Legend. Go look that up. It's terrible. <laughs> it is hyper garbage, but I, I find it weirdly engaging. And Tim Curry plays a giant devil monster. I really don't see what more anyone needs. But um, So we're going to call it there. And uh, we will be coming to you uh, soon again. So enjoy uh, this and our Lego Batman episode, which should have uh, dropped fairly recently as well. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. This has been a Confanger Shark production.